Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? Before we get into today's show, I want to hit you with a public service announcement. This isn't behalf of the government, this is just us. If you don't have to go to work, please don't go to work. Protect the NHS, protect everybody, protect your families. And don't forget, wash your hands. Let's do some fantasy football talk, Murph. Not you and I today. It is you and I. But we're also joined by Lee, considering you guys had such a stellar podcast before. It's the three of us. How are you doing, boys? Uh, yes, all uh, all good, mate. It's uh, strange times we live in. Um, I, for one, don't feel the lockdown is any different to how it was last week, um, because I'm sensible and believe that you should just be isolating at home where possible and not going out all that much. But to those that decided to spend the weekend at Richmond Park or disobeying the government's advice, uh, thanks for the lockdown. Appreciate it. <laughs> really helping everybody else out, guys. <laughs> yeah, way to take away one for the team. I hope you enjoyed your last um, piss up fish and chips by the seaside. Um, I know it would be none of our listeners, which is why I can say this tongue-in-cheek, because the people who listen to us are sensible and um, adhere to advice, since why they listen to a podcast that purely just gives advice. A different form of advice, but still advice. 
But yes, I am good. How are you, more importantly? Because we've not done one of these for oh, two weeks. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, a week and a bit. We can, I'm good, mate. I'm still at work, still hustling. Uh, I've been provided now with a letter from my general manager saying that I can travel to work. So that's good news. Although I, I think they're just keeping us at work because they've paid us till the end of the week. And then come Monday, when they don't have to pay us anymore, they can say to the government, oh, there you go. So yeah, they're, they're getting their pound of flesh from me, that's for sure. But considering I drive from my house to work where I see nobody and then I work and then come home, I'm pretty safe. It's not like I have to commute or anything because some of the pictures of the trains and tubes is is pretty bad. Yeah, I, I'm glad I'm not paying money for travel right now. But I'm also gutted that I've missed out on some cool trips. But hey, we we go on and it means that we get to pod more and we promise that through all of this that we will keep you entertained and um, ready for the season if and when that happens. Uh, today's show will be a banger. Thursday's show will be a banger as well. And we've got some exciting news next week. It's, yep, but let's, you know, let's, let's keep the lid on it. Let's not blow the, the champagne cork quite yet. Okay. But, um, I mean, unless you want to. I was just going to say next week should be provided that all the episodes go out and the government haven't detained us in some form of like uh, holding pen uh, <laughs> yeah, due, to not... having, due to having fun during the lockdown. <laughs> all, all we need in that holding pen though is is a, uh, a laptop, right? And we can roll. Well, internet access might be the one that they might not give us. But yeah, provided that, that everything is still okay in a week's time, we... Uh, we should be airing our 200th episode, which is mind-boggling considering I still remember doing the 50th and the 100th and the 150th. And Do you know what number you joined at? Uh, it was some number in the, I think it was in the 20s. Was it really? Maybe even the late teens. Yeah, because we didn't start until like week 10 of the season when me and Sparky did it. And then, yeah, we did a few in the off-season. You're probably right, like 20s. Yeah, wow. it was somewhere in there. I mean, I, I don't really know. If It just feels like a long time ago, yet at the same token, also not that long ago. I know, right? Um, and then here we are uh, in, wait, well, it will be April when it goes out, our 200th episode. It's just mad. And uh, we're starting to get into big boy numbers now. I feel like we, we're no longer like a new podcast. It's like, yeah. oh. You put a couple of hundred episodes together. Okay, you're you're somewhat serious that you might continue this. So, um, I feel that's like good. I feel like when you get to your two hundredth episode or around, then you're sort of into your second grand national. And you made it all the way around the first one. You didn't enter as a sort of hundred and fifty to one shot, do four fences and then fall over. We're sort of now on our second national, so we're got a bit of pedigree behind us. <laughs> yeah, we're like a sixty-six to one shot now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like we should all have merit badges. You like the 200 podcasts, you should get like a merit badge sewn onto your uh, your podcast hoodie or whatever it is you might be wearing. <laughs> that's, that's definitely doable. I know a man who can design one. <laughs> <laughs> Talk, talking to the man, Lee, how you doing, mate? We've, uh, yeah, tricky times, like Murph said. You holding on in there? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, started working from home. Always an interesting experience, got to be honest. Part of Murph's mock draft that's going on, so that is keeping me entertained more than probably getting any work done. So I'd say it's half, one screen's got got work on, the other screen is deep in a mock draft. I think we're getting to the end of round three. Yeah, which is about to start round four. Yeah, so. 
it's intense. Let me, let me, uh, well, why don't we break it down a little bit? What's going on in the mock draft while uh, Murph's had to step out for 20 seconds? The, so Murph has organized a NFL UK fans come podcast specialists, NFL seven round draft. And Lee's obviously representing the Dolphins. I've taken the, taken the Broncos. Murph's doing the Bucks. And then loads of our listeners are in it and, and people from the industry are in it. And it's, it's pretty good fun. But it is, uh, how should we put it, Lee, insanely busy. It is very busy. A lot of transactions. Um, <laughs> just just keeping up with the Slack chat is is madness. I've had to mute it a few times because <laughs> on, I... it's coming through on the on the on the watch on my wrist, and it's just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. <laughs> yeah, I had to mute it because it was killing my phone battery faster than I could get home. <laughs> I tell you what, the person who decided that this was a good idea is really stupid. <laughs> And if I could have like five minutes in a room with him um, and just say, like, listen, whoever you are. Well, mate, if you, if you, you... want to air your vengeances right now, you go for it. <laughs> well, it was me, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I genuinely didn't think it would be as hard as it was. Yeah. You... I, I, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't regret it. Like, I'm joking. It, it, it's like, it's so much fun. And we've met some really cool people. But. It's been a really interesting exercise to do. We're only about halfway through, or well, just under halfway through. Yeah, but I'm, I also did not think it would be the kind of work uh, that it that it is. <laughs> and I like you. I have to mute the channel because I've got work to do and things to do, and it's muted now while we're doing this, so I don't get the. I, I, I got a message the other day from Slack. It's been like we launched this on like the twentieth of March or something like that. Um, like the channel itself, and we've already exceeded like six thousand messages. Wow. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just crazy how much is going on but like you say a really fun experience like it is a, a fun exercise and there is a, an additional surprise which i'm not going to spoil but we will do a podcast on this um at a later date but there'll be some additional little fun things that we will do with that which i'm not going to reveal but there will be a podcast talking through this mock i find it fascinating um and not too many things have changed because we started after them mass of the free agency so the um i think the cowboys one might change after uh some of the news that we'll get to today but i think the rest of it is still reasonably valid and you can argue why it's gone the way it's gone i mean there's probably some of us out there as well that may feel we need to justify what we've done <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean not me not me i've won the draft um but i mean if the rest of you want to go out there and uh and do it then by all means me i like i like they they can't give me a grade high enough for mine. Like it's <laughs> it's phenomenal. Like I, I'm really getting a job as a GM anyway. So like I'm just waiting. Well, there's a whole load of two two. I I I thought that um, I was in way over my head, if I'm honest, because my knowledge of the defensive players this year has not even started yet. Really, um, getting into and in draft prep and stuff. It's been a lot more offensive minded because of my articles for the site and stuff which if you haven't read, head over to fivebloodrush.co.uk and have a look at my rookie breakdowns because I've enjoyed doing them because I've learned quite a lot. And uh, when Murph sent me a trade offer for, I can't remember what picking that was, was Murph, and then you gave me an extra one further down the line, which I'm just about to make, and it could happen on air. So I might be tapping you two up for some information. Yeah, I think it was uh, number 76, no, 46. Yeah, I traded back a couple. I traded back 12 spots for a fourth, something like that. 
And then, yeah, people were sending me trade offers and I have absolutely no idea if it's worth doing or not. And I was trying my hardest to work it out in my head. And there's a couple of them I've just gone back and said, no, I'm all right. Thanks, mate, because I, I feel like I'm <laughs> set. And I've actually I could have lost massively. And then a couple of trade offers I've accidentally let slip who I've been after. And the person's like, oh, I don't need to trade now because that's not the guy we're after. I was like, damn it. Just, <laughs> but yeah. you never know, do you? So it's, it's good fun. No, that's it. Um, I do hope the trades start to slow down now we're in the fourth round. Uh, we are on a pace to break the record for the most amount of <laughs> trades in a draft, and I really don't want that to be the mock. So I want to keep that number under 38 trades. I think once we get into the once we get through the fourth and the fifth, it, the trades will will. I kind of thought it's and they have sort of slowed down, but then we had a few there at the end of the third that just sort of bumped the number back up. There's teams that keep yo-yoing across the board and feel like they need to trade every pick. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this, don't. <laughs> Just, you know, you can pick the best player available. It is fine. Um, I mean, we've all made trades. Like, the three of us have all made trades in this. Um, well, you know, Lee, I've, I've, Lee was trying to make another one with me this afternoon. Oh. Yeah, but so I actually mentioned this to Murph in the chat the other day. We were trying to keep it realistic we thought the first trade we made was something that could definitely happen even 100%. if maybe we overpaid and then the reason I approached you for a trade stocks is because we had a player on the board that we we particularly wanted and we were watching things we were like ah oh, I don't know if that's gonna I don't know if he's gonna last to where we want and as it turned out it was a guy you took anyway so you, you know but other than that we've had a lot of offers coming in all the, almost every time we're on on the board we get offers from the same teams and it's like we're cool. We're happy with where things yeah. are going. Just, just chill out. Yeah, I, I, I'm in that boat now. I don't think I'm going to be making any or many more trades because I'm quite happy with what we've done and got all the key pieces that we needed. Um, there's probably still one or two pieces I look to add, but um, I've still got three picks left. But I'm quite happy with what we're walking away with at the top end of the draft. I got to pick, you know, three times in the top fifty. So we're not going to spoil the picks and who we've taken because we'll we'll publish a an article and we'll we'll do something like that um, when it's all done and we'll definitely do the podcast on it as well, which uh, will be a lot of fun um, and there is going to be some really cool things that we we do on that. I, I would like to say on the trading as well. I traded back with you, Murph, and that trade didn't really affect me pick wise. But then there's been another one which I I wanted to do or I did do, and I've got a lot of picks now because I think the Broncos had the second most picks anyway, and then I traded back and gained a couple more here and there. And then by doing so, the player I thought might fall didn't fall. So it's not always beneficiary for you to trade back and hope the guy you want slides back. And if you are really off the guy, just go and get him. Like If you think he benefits your your scheme and, and he's what you want, go and get him, because the replacement might not be who you want at all. Yeah, exactly. So like for me, when I traded back the first time, I traded back because anybody I would have taken was a reach. Um because the, the key position had gone in terms of the value. So we traded back to get an extra pick. And was like, okay, we're not going to get quite the, the the tier of player that we thought that we would get. So I traded back to get the extra pick. And the extra pick then allowed me to get what I needed to get. So I'm walking away with my board really happy. And I think I, the Buccaneers probably won't do it. But if they walk away with the board that I've got, they'd be delighted. Like it'd be it'd be a dream scenario, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it's been a lot of fun anyway to play GM for, uh, especially during this isolation. And we're we're going to do more best balls, and we're going to do some more stuff during this isolation period. So if you do want us to do anything, just 
Um, the only thing we're probably not going to do is any more dynasty startups. A lot of people keep asking, can we join a dynasty startup or, but stocks and I are in quite a lot of dynasty startups. Um, quite happy to do some fun redraft startups at this stage. Um, best balls is kind of the best cause we can draft and it doesn't, because there's no team management after you finish the draft, it doesn't overly matter in the sense of it's, there's no additional management after the draft. Um, so we're quite happy doing best balls and we'll, we'll do a lot more best balls. I'm going to use some of the ADP data to do some cool stuff. So we've done three that are still ongoing. One's about to finish when that finishes, we'll start a new one and we'll, that will be the kind of cadence that will go um, through. So do get in touch if you want to play some best ball with us. I'm pleased you said that once one finishes, the next one will start. Because I thought you were just going to start starting them every like three days, and I'd have 15 best balls running. And <laughs> I I did think that, and then I thought that that might be a bit much. So I'm trying to I'm going to try and keep it to a three limit at any time. So when one of those three finishes, I'll fill it with another one, this or maybe a, a max. I might make it four, but I won't go beyond that. Oh, so you just said three, and then you said max four. I, I know one day I'm going to turn up, and there's going to be six invites in my box. No, I just right. because I, nah. I, I, I do want to get 10 started before the draft. We still have a month, so I don't feel too bad. But if I feel like it, it, that might miss, because effectively I'm trying to do 10 a month for the ADP data to see the changes over time. So that's, that's the only reason I might extend it, is if I don't think we're going to get them done in time. Um, it doesn't matter in the future months, but just for the draft, I might just uh, do it. Or again, towards the end, if I don't think I'm going to get the 50 that I want to get done. So there's going to be loads of drafts. Um, just on that, there's quite a few people that joined our drafts that uh, just basically aren't overly active. Um, you just get booted. It's quite simple. Or you get, I, I, I don't even want auto draft anymore because that day doesn't really reflect what, what will happen. So um, it's going to be a two. Uh, two strikes you're out unless someone messages. Um, you can set queues and pre-draft queues and all that sort of stuff. So there's no reason to really miss a pick. Um, you can even set auto-draft queues so that you don't even waste the clock. Um, appreciate people are busy. We'll be key workers. It's not that we don't want um, people to just be super active. It's the fact of we just need people to realize that there's a purpose to this other than just a mock. If people get bored, just stick your hand up and say you're bored. I'll just get someone else or I'll fill it the rest of it myself. I don't really care. I've got one best ball that we started that I had to put you in stocks because the guy just was just like not answering, not doing anything. It was like, okay, thanks. Cheers for that. Yeah, so I mean, just if you're a... going to join our best balls, just be conscious of everyone else that's doing it. I'm like, just, just be a human and just, you're doing it because it's fun. If it's not fun, just don't, just don't give up on it. Just message. People say, oh, the notifications, are oh, the apps, crap. Look, it is what it is. It's a free best ball. It, yes, it's not perfect. And yes, it's not sleeper. I get that. Sleeper don't do best balls. Not much we can do. Um, but just be human. And just if you don't want to participate anymore, just, just send me a message. There's no hard feelings. 100%. Be a human, wash your hands. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, be a human, wash your hands. Just don't, don't auto-draft. Yeah, just... <laughs> auto-draft if you set a queue. Yeah, no, but I'm saying don't miss an auto-draft. Yeah, that that's it. Especially when the facility is to pre-draft, like, there's just no reason. So, anyway, right, Should we do some news? Already. Yeah. Oh, before we do the news, don't forget, uh, we're still producing content over the 5.rush.co.uk. Articles are still flying out left, right, and centre. Um, I say that. Murph, do you want to go out today? 
just an update to the week two tracker. There's going to be an article out tomorrow from myself. Yeah, so my second wide rookie wide receivers went out yesterday, and then my third one hopefully is going to drop Friday, give or take this corona trouble. Yeah, I mean, it could be tomorrow afternoon if I get sent home from work, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes along. Right, boys, let's do some news. Cam, I suppose better start with a big one. Cam Newton has been released from the Carolina Panthers. What do you reckon on this, Lee? I'm surprised they couldn't find anyone. I, I think I'm surprised they couldn't find anyone to just give them a token, something to secure his services. I understand it, it, you know, it's more to do with the contract, but you, you think someone would have said, we don't want to fight other teams on the open market when he gets there and we'll just give you X. Um, it's especially interesting as they also trade in the backup as well. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's that it's contract. We've seen it with players being released. Um, the question, it's not just, I, I don't think that's the only issue. I think health, I think he needs a full medical. I think if you trade for him, you don't know what you're getting. Um, and that's quite clear. So I think you've got to be a little careful on, on that side. I think with a trade though, trades are always pending a medical. So it, Although it would take longer to get that medical done, you're you still got the safety of having it in, in your pocket. If he fails the medical, the trade trade falls through anyway. Yeah, but it's it's difficult to do the medical now, isn't it? Because they're spending medicals, and it's it's just quite a difficult time to to do it. Really, it's unprecedented circumstances. I've got no doubt that under normal circumstances, someone would have thrown a seven four six at, at Cam. But the other thing is, how many seats are left on the on the carousel? There isn't that many teams that need a starting quarterback anymore. This isn't a week and a half ago, and everyone was naming five or six teams that need a, a, a starting spot. It's um, the the Patriots, who I don't think Cam is a good fit. Full stop. Um, I don't think Belichick is going to want a player that, that, that has got the no no offense to him, the ego, the size of of Cam Newton's uh, coming into the dressing room and ruining that harmony. So um, you could argue the you could argue the 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 Chargers. Uh, I mean, again, do you really think that that Cam? I mean, yeah, okay, no one can argue he's he's not better than Tyrod, but is that a great fit scheme wise? I'm not sold. So where else does he go? There isn't another team that needs a a starting quarterback, and there's not many places that a. I mean, we're talking about the the days of a fully fit Cam Newton are gone. They are gone. He is limited. You know, he he played very little last season. He played, um, you know, only 70% of the season the year before. It's similar to the Matthew Stafford kind of thing um, that you just, you, I don't think you see 16 games out of Cam anymore unless he changes his game. And he's just not a pocket passer. He's not good enough to just sit there and be a, uh, a dink-dunk um, pocket passer. He's just, that's not his game. So why would you take someone who is not that when you can pick up someone who is? Yeah, I mean, I there was a chance where he could have gone to the Redskins and to go back with Riverboat Ron, wasn't there? But then, obviously, they signed Kyle Allen and that was that was done. Yeah, I don't know if that's massively prohibitive. Um, but I think I think with Riverboat Ron, he, he needs to see what he's got. Um, Dwayne Haskins is a first-round quarterback. Uh, he, he can wash him and that's fine. There's talks about him not being the spice guy, not getting a handle on the playbook. We don't know. They're all reports. At the end of the day, he's going to get a brand-new playbook. He's going to get his third coach in the NFL already. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Right, this one was a shocker as well. Travis, Travis Frederick, sorry, is walking away from football. The Dallas Cowboys centre announced he's retiring from the NFL. This is the guy who had the uh, the injury last season, wasn't it, and came back and then 
everybody thought he was fine, and obviously it's it's taken a toll on him. Yeah, I I think that's the the key thing is he's he's had some injuries, um, he's had something that's really sort of threatened um, his play, and I think that's it's something you've got to kind of be worried about because he he has that um, that syndrome. I can't pronounce it's like Gillian Bari syndrome. Or GBS, which is like a, a muscle weakness, which is caused by the immune system and something to do with the nervous system. I don't understand that. I'm not a scientist, but clearly he struggled last season and the season before. And that don't mess with your health. The the, the guy's made enough money to look after him and his, his family for a, a lifetime. Uh, him continuing to play could be um, a jeopardy to to that in long term. And I've got no doubt that's why. He's retired. I think it's slightly different from like a Luke Keekley who's just retired. He's gone. I've made my money. I don't want to put my body on the line anymore. This guy's an underlying condition that will make it worse. So a shock, but not, I don't think it's as shocking as, as Luke Keekley's, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, do you think, considering their offensive line has been so good over recent seasons, do you think that's where they attack in the draft? Now they've got Dak, Zeke, Cooper signed up. Obviously, Dak's only on a franchise, but they're going to want to replace the strength that they had there. Yeah, I mean, guessing Dallas are glad that this has happened in the lead-up to the draft. I would imagine they would have been happier if it had happened 10 days ago, 12 days ago, before the start of free agency, just to give them the most amount of options possible. Obviously, it's a, a difficult decision. I'm sure it took them a long time to come to it. But, you know, from a, a purely football point of view, it's great that they've, they've got time to go into the draft. I don't know how deep the centre class is in this year's draft, I would be lying if you know I try to try to pretend that I had that knowledge. But it's it's definitely good that they've got got a couple of weeks to do the prep, and they don't now know that's a position of need. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a massively deep centre class. Um, I'd be surprised if more than one um, interior offensive lineman it, it all goes in the first round. So that kind of gives you some indication. You might you might see one at a push. Um, but I doubt you'll see more than that. And even then, that's not a centre. So it's a tough position to recruit for centre as well. That's the other real difficulty is it's not um, – it's a very specialist position. Um, you tend to get guys now that are a bit more versatile and play anywhere in the interior. So I've got no doubt they've probably got someone who can slot in temporarily if they can't draft a, a guy. There's also quite a few free agents out there that are still uh, available that could play uh, centre as well. So. Uh, I think I think that the the Cowboys need to regroup. They need to see what they can do. Um, I think the one thing they'll be annoyed about is they didn't get any heads up of this before free agency. Um, if they'd known, like even two weeks ago, they could have gone out day one free agency and gone and attacked a few guys, and that might have made a difference. Um, someone like Joe Haig, who's gone to the Buccaneers, is someone who can who has and, and can play centre, for example. I'm not saying he's he's the end or be all the guy that, that can do the job, but if you're in flux and you just need a guy to plug in, he, he's someone that could. Yeah. So let's move down. Well, let's move to Washington. And the, res- the Redskins are trading veteran cornerback Quinton Dunbar to the Seahawks for a fifth round after they gave up their fifth round to get uh, Kyle Allen from the Panthers. I mean, it's a good way of getting getting that draft pick back in, isn't it? You know, if you if you know you're ready to move on from a player, you can sort of replace the draft pick. Makes a lot of sense to to not at this stage lose any of your ammunition going into the draft. Even if you know, I know it's a fifth round pick; it's later in the, in the draft. Even if you want to use that as a, a chip in regards to moving up or moving around, 
it's handy to get it back. Yeah, I, I like Quinton Dunbar. I think he's someone who took a bit of time to get going in the league, but he's actually a, a pretty good player. And just sort of um, as a result, he's someone who will, will do a good job. I think they could have got more. Um, I think it's just another example of the Redskins front office maybe not uh, dealing with their assets properly. Now you've got the whole thing with Trent Richardson where they've just turned around and said that they want to try and uh, Trent Richardson's basically saying, look, I don't want to badmouth the organization, but it turns out that if I badmouth the organization, I'm probably going to get what I want. I don't want to go down that route, either release me or trade me, but just get me out of here. We, I can't continue. And there's just some a bits of mismanagement. The Quinton Dubai trade kind of reeks of that. Um, for me. Um, I actually just have a bit of uh, an update with you um, on Cam Newton. Um, so Cam Newton, apparently, Kundan Schefter, this is uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, he had a physical in Atlanta yesterday, uh, coordinated by the Panthers and his agency team, per sources. Newton passed the physical and is healthy, per source, with both his shoulder and foot, quote, Checking out well, and he is hungrier than ever and eager for the next opportunity. Atlanta backup for Ryan. I don't, I don't know. Like, like you say, it, it, he's got. It's whether he's willing to accept that the likelihood is it's going to be a backup role somewhere because the, the starting spot just isn't there. So, I mean, the, the only way he gets to play in Atlanta is if Matt Ryan gets hurt. He's not gonna. He's not gonna go in there. I don't think they're gonna run that as a as a sort of um, Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota situation in Tennessee last year, whereas that's the kind of ideal situation that he needs to find, right? Who's someone that might be, I don't know, a, a younger guy who is later in their rookie contract where you think, right, team's trying to make a decision. I could go in there and be the guy. I mean, that that's not saying that he's going to sign with Atlanta, by the way. It's just he had a physical. Clearly, there was some interest on the Falcons' side. They explore a trade. It's not happened. But just they so, might still sign him. Just so that, so that physical was at the Falcons' facility, not just in Atlanta. Like, um, uh, what's the guy who set up the whole thing? Uh, his name has escaped me. He's not played in the league for ages. And then he set up the big workout. Colin Kaepernick. That's the one. In not along I mean, that, those lines. That is fair. He just says he had a physical in Atlanta yesterday, coordinated by the Panthers. So it could be that actually just prior to a trade, it might not be even with the Falcons. It could be the Falcons. I, I find it strange that it was in Atlanta uh, without Atlanta being involved. But again, that's a good point. I kind of jumped to a conclusion there that that might not be there. Where, where did Cam go to college? He go to Auburn. So well, he, he started to... at Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> then he played at Auburn, right, Matt? Yeah, that's correct. Yes, like say, look at me with any... some college stuff. <laughs> doesn't find any chance to live in Atlanta, right? Because I know Todd Gurley had his done there. Although he signed with, with Atlanta, he was having it done because he lived in Atlanta. Yeah, and it, it could be that he, he definitely he lives there. I, I, I genuinely don't know where he lives. Um, I can't say that I have followed Cam Newton religiously to the point where I know where he lives and hangs out and what his favorite juice bar or clothing retailer is. Um, mind you, I must say his retailer is probably still going to be okay due to the coronavirus. He's probably still going to buy some hats. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be that he just is based in Atlanta and that's where he had a physical. I don't, I don't know. Just a random thought. The one place I'd like to go and see him sign is in Jacksonville. Uh, I think he should go and sign um, 
for the Houston Roughnecks. Stop because it. they Stop because it. after all well no 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 because no. PJ Walker just signed for the Panthers. So it's only fair the Panthers give a player back to the XFL. So why not send Cam Newton to replace the Houston Roughnecks quarterback that they've just taken? And then you've got Cam Newton in the XFL for twenty twenty. It's less physical, less demanding. Right, boys, moving back to the NFL from the XFL where apparently Murph wants to send Cam Newton. The Patriots have released veteran kicker Stephen Goskowski. Didn't he got injured last season and they ended up playing three or four kickers in six minutes? Yeah, then... uh, Falk went there and then... Um, Kai went there, Kai Forbath, yeah. and then they got rid of Kai. Um, and then they went back to Falk. Um I think Falk ended up as their kicker. I don't, they, they're about four or five different kickers. It was like a different kicker every week. Uh, they even signed um, Bryant as well. Yeah. Did he even play? Did he play one game? In I the don't league? even think he played. No, because I, I think picked he did... him up everywhere because yeah, he was going to be the Patriots kicker and played him and there's like, no, he didn't even play. Was, oh, brilliant. Yeah, he didn't Bill. play, <laughs> which is just mental. So, yeah. Um, I do have some breaking news, chaps. I have three, um, just checking, it's at least three bits of breaking news. Uh, four, actually. Um, uh, n- n- none of these are massive, but I just thought we'd get them out there. Seahawks are signing Philip Dorsett on a one-year deal. Um, oh, I hate that. The former Patriots. Oh, he's going in as the three. No, so, you know uh, why I hate that? Because the Seahawks traded up in the mock draft to take the receiver I wanted, and now they don't yeah. even need him. <laughs> well, I-, I always thought in the mock draft that was a stupid uh, decision anyway. I-, I did say to the guy, I said, mm. I don't know why you've taken him, but so where's he going to play? It's just basically DK Metcalf 2.0. What's the point? <laughs> that made no it, sense. It was kind of interesting because we spoke about him last week as well, possibly being a third in Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's an interesting so, move. Yeah, he is, that's his level, Dorset. Dorset's a third. Um, so that makes sense for me. Uh, the 49ers uh, are signing Travis Benjamin. Uh, who was with the Chargers. I don't even really? know if he played last season. Yeah, I've read them. That is a depth move if ever I've heard it. I mean, yeah, he's going to be another guy, isn't he? Absolutely no nobody last year. The Redskins have got their running back for the future. They have signed Peyton Barber on a two-year deal. Studio legend. Studio legend. Got his shirt signed, thanks to Stonks. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be a Redskin. So it means if I get to DC and get to watch a game, uh, I get to see Peyton one more time. Why not? Um, and then it is official as of two minutes ago that the Pampers have officially released quarterback Cam Newton. So he can go and play in the XFL. He can go and play in the XFL. Amazing stuff. Right. How about we talk about something that is polarized the NFL community like no other. And by polarized, pretty much everybody is hated on it. And that's the Rams new logo. So the Los Angeles Rams have unveiled their new branding on Monday. Uh, our head of branding, Lee, as uh, well, let's just say he slated half of it and then doesn't mind the other half. And it was headlined by a brand new logo that evokes, evokes elements of the club's first in, in Los Angeles between 46 and 94, as well as its foray into the second decade of the 21st century. Now, everybody saw this logo on a leaked hat design two weeks ago, a week ago, something like that. And About a month ago. Okay, so there you go. That's how fast my life is moving at this moment. I have absolutely no idea how long a month ago was, but... Everybody hated on it because it was as if they'd asked their local elementary school to design a logo for the Rams and somebody had done it on paint. And everybody was like, no, this can't be the thing. And then, lo and behold, it was the thing that got unveiled yesterday, day before? Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. And then uh, on our chat, Lee dropped the, they've got a skull sort of 
rammy one that's yellow and white. It's very difficult to describe on an audio <laughs> podcast what it looks like, but it's a much better logo than the LA with a horn that looks like a Chargers bolt. This, it's all rubbish. the the logo The logo itself looks like a '90s breakfast television show logo. Wake up to sunny TV LA. Like it's ridiculous. And then on top of that, you've got the logo of the Ram. Okay, it doesn't look bad. But the old one was so much better. You had elite colours. The uniforms were slick. Yep. The uniforms were cool. Don't mess with it. We've got too many teams. The Buccaneers, the Browns, I know they're changing your uniforms. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't need more bad stuff. We need to get rid of the bad. Like, I, I don't care what this is. It's just bad. It is... It is <laughs> easily the worst logo in the nfl hands down there's no no debate for me it's the worst logo in the in the nfl it, it just looks it looks like something out of the 1990s it looks like something that belongs in el dorado so we actually we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when it first got got leaked and we're definitely going to have to do this as an episode top five uniforms and helmets and 100%. bottom five because there is some howlers out there and this is easily one of the worst that the, the secondary logo that they've got that I said I liked is easily the the best of two terrible options. S- teams just need to stop. So many teams... Sorry, I really got a soapbox here now. So, too many teams, their fans love their throwback uniforms. There's a reason. They're good. What you did afterwards <laughs> wasn't good. Like, Dolphins fans, for instance, have been arguing for years to get that the old uniform back. They started wearing it as a throwback, as the aqua colour, and then they debuted the white one this year. Fans love it. They go crazy for it. Just go back to that. People will keep buying. It's fine. But the, the problem is, Lee, is when you make it the new thing, it's no longer cool. Throwbacks yeah. are cool because they're, they're throwbacks. When you make that the, the new permanent thing, they're no longer cool. That is just the way it works. Like yeah. the Browns, the Browns, the, the Browns color rush jersey, hands down, one of the best uniforms in the NFL. It looks amazing, right? Especially compared to the rubbish they wear for the other 15 games of the season. It looks incredible. If they wore that 15 games a season, it would look terrible. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because <laughs> it's a contrast of like, this is so bad. And then it's like, being locked in a cave for 23 hours and you come out and you see like a sewer and you think it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen because you're outside i don't know but ultimately if if the if the browns throwback jersey or not throwback color rush jersey became the new jersey i would like it for maybe about five weeks and then i get bored of it the, the teams that desperately the only the only throwbacks for me that should be permanently gone back to the la Chargers powder blues that is one that I can I can always get back to, no problem. It's a beautiful looking jersey. That needs to go back to it. Um, the Titans need to go back to their original colours because yeah, new, the new that helmet is uh, that awful. Um, the Jets, the Jets need to get rid of what they have done um, and go back uh, to that old green that they had in the the early two thousands. So much better than the new green. Um, I mean, the Browns just need to change full stop. We'll see what they come up with. The, but the Rams just need to stay where they are. They've got cool logos. Even the color rush is cool. Like, yeah. everything they've got is, is cool. Like, just leave it. Leave it alone. The helmet's cool. The uh, logo's cool. Everything was cool. Like, just don't mess with stuff that's already good. We don't have enough good. 
This is how you know it's just a money grabbing exercise when everyone universally likes something and then they say, no, we're changing it anyway. Yeah, buy our new yeah. rubbish. You yeah. have to anyway. <laughs> and you know, people will. As soon as it goes on sale, fans will buy it and they won't like it. But you've got to have fans like to have the most up to date stuff. Like every time a new jersey comes out, I say to myself, no, I'm not going to get that. Four weeks into the season, I've got to have it. So, you know, it's just. But- at least, at least with, with NFL uniforms, right? They, they stick around for six years. Yeah. The positive is, is if you've got a good uniform, it sticks around for six years. The bad thing is, is if you've got alarm clock digits on your jerseys, <laughs> then they stick around for six years. Um, but Tampa Tom doesn't have to wear those, so you know. Unless also, he this... really likes them and he's going to make them. <laughs> oh. that's, that's in his contract. You got to keep the numbers. He loves them. Uh, that'd be. <laughs> I can't. I can't do six more years of them. There's also, there's also a scary trend that if you look at teams that draft a, a rookie quarterback, it's the the second or third year is the year they change their uniforms. And I mean, it's an obvious uh, money making thing. I. I I get it from a business point of view, but you can see it coming and it just feels like it's cheating fans because you're now making a jersey and bringing it out because you can and you know people are going to buy a new quarterback's jersey. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's the case with the Bucks. I think it just happens that it's coming the same year. Do you know what I mean? They couldn't guarantee getting Tom Brady. That's not the case. But with the Browns, they knew two years ago they drafted Baker Mayfield. They, they traded for Odell Beckham. Great. Keep the old jerseys for another year or two. Great. Then you change it, and everyone's going to buy those jerseys again. Everyone wants an Odell Beckham jersey. You, you know, you only have to see how quickly people were popping up with them. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not an OBJ fan, but you know, it's it's a high selling jersey. It's well, I mean, at least he's doing something in the NFL. I mean, you can shift jerseys and luxury watches. Uh, I'd like to actually see him play some football at some point. That would be uh, that'd be amazing. That ship has sailed. Oh, yeah, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> Him, back. him and Jimmy Graham. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's been fun, Rush come, Nation, c- until Thursday. Come on the podcast, he said. It'll be fun, he said. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, boys, I've got two questions. Murph, would you take six more years of the digital numbers if you got two Super Bowls from Tom Brady? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, or one Super Bowl, I mean, then? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably, I like it. Okay, sex and well, well, the way I look at it is that, is that I've, 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 I've watched this win a Super Bowl. I know how good it is. So, um, but it was eighteen years ago. So, yeah, I would like to not win one every eighteen years. As in, I'd like to win one sooner than that. So, if it meant we have to wear alarm clock digits on our things, then then fine. And then, secondly, do you fancy helping me make my pick in the mock draft because I'm on the clock? Uh, sure. You don't have to. Do we have to? <laughs> do we have to do it on the pod? I don't think that'd be the best audio. <laughs> No, I just I need I need I go in between two people, okay. and uh, I'm I'm gonna do I go. I need I need linemen on each side of the board, but do I go Logan Stenberg in on offensive line to shore up my offensive line, or do I go Lecky yeah, Fortu on defensive line? But you've already drafted Kinlaw and Cushenberry. Yeah. Do you really need multiples on each line? Yes. Have you seen the Denver Broncos offensive line? Yeah, I mean it's not great, but. Did you sign someone in free agency? Yeah, you just got Glasgow, and you played. You paid Jawan James last year. Yeah, all right. I don't think that's. And he plays sixteen games in even numbered years, so you're good this year. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> if you if you look at his career, every time the year is an even number, he plays sixteen games. Every time it's an odd number, gets hurt. 
brilliant. Do you not need corner? Uh, yeah, probably, but I don't know anything about any of the corners left. The one guy I wanted, Reggie Robinson, for some reason, the Colts traded up and got him. Oh, that's painful. I don't know. I mean, anything you got the about... you got you got Lamar Jackson. He's pretty decent. Um, as it pretty decent, like for you, really should have got one sooner rather than later. You're yeah. talking fourth round decent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're talking about like the the nineteenth, twentieth cornerback <laughs> off the board. Uh, well, we are at that yeah, point in the draft. Yeah, so I think you know. I tell you what, I'll leave it for a bit and see if any of these safeties can play corner as well because there's a lot of safeties left. Yeah. All right. Nice. Let's move on with some real stuff, Rush Nation, because no one cares about my teams. Emmanuel Sanders has moved on again. He's gone from the 49ers over to the Saints. And it, I think I saw something today saying this is he could be the first player in NFL history to play in the Super Bowl with four different teams. Is that right? Uh, It'd be three, wouldn't it? Yeah. What? Denver. Steelers, Denver, and 49ers. And then if he gets there with the Saints, that'll Did be four. Did he play yeah. in the Super Bowl with the Steelers? Wow. God. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess he probably would be. Um, I mean, first of all, they got to get there. Um, which anything we know about the Saints is they don't get to the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what he was looking for, he's probably not picked the right team. Um, but I, it is what it is. I think people are going to get overly excited about Emmanuel Sanders going to New York, um, New Orleans, and be like, "Oh, he's the second wide receiver. He's the target that they've never had." And uh, da 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 da. Uh, he's just going to be like every other second wide receiver on uh, the New Orleans Saints. He's the fourth look. He'll get some action, but yeah, Fair. And, uh, I mean, it'd be it'd be fine. Like I'm not I'm not knocking him. He's a good player. Uh, we saw it last year with the 49ers, but uh, he, he's going to be <laughs> he's going to be relevant, but not not he's not worth the hype. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's Personal move on opinion. to somebody. Let's move on to somebody who might be very relevant, and that's Todd Gurley. After oh, hang on. Go on. I just got an interesting nugget of information. I'm pretty sure you'll find that Ted Ginn Jr. has played in three Super Bowls. Oh, there you go. Play, he played with the Niners, the Ravens, and I believe the Panthers. Can we can we clarify what the word played means? Well, <laughs> I mean, he was on the field, caught passes. Okay. That's... <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I needed to check. Like, if he, if he was on the field, fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, participated is probably okay. a better word. Fine. As long as he was on the field, I'm okay. I just thought, really? Like he doesn't yeah, play. A, he doesn't play a lot. <laughs> Not anymore. So yeah, okay. let's talk about somebody of relevance, and that's Todd Gurley. The Rams released. Oh, I've got breaking news actually. God damn it! I just want to get this Todd Gurley <laughs> bit out. This one's this one's this one's actually quite good though. Um, former Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson uh, has a deal with the Panthers. It's a two-year deal worth twenty million, with twelve million in year one. It's basically what everyone predicted that he would go to the Panthers. It's just some reason taken a week later. This seems like a really on-the-fly rebuild for the for the Panthers. Yeah, it's, it's not like a complete rebuild. It's kind of like a it's a retool. There's some tools there, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Just it just seems for from a fan of a team who have done this over and over and over, it just fills me with skepticism. I would say. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I mean, he's a great he's a great weapon, but considering he's a speedster that goes down the field, and they've got Teddy Bridgewater, who is the king of checkdowns, and was last in average depth of target last year for or for quarterbacks or average um, air yards for quarterbacks. Doesn't seem like it. a match made in heaven. No, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Robbie Anderson is going to be doing exactly what he did last year, running downfield and uh, just going, "I'm open." 
<laughs> okay, right. Hold on to your seats, everybody. Todd Gurley has been released by the Rams and he's signed with the Falcons. <laughs> yes, done it. The temptation to interrupt you there was incredibly high. <laughs> I, w- I would have kept talking and just muted you, Lee. I'm sorry, but that's the powers I have. <laughs> I, I love that. My my main concern with this is that Todd Gurley signed with a team without a medical, given the fact that the Rams have cut him after paying him big money. Surely something's up, right? <laughs> uh, well, the one thing I can assure you is that since Dirk Cutter just basically runs a running back all the way down into the ground and then some, we're going to know by week eight what's wrong with him. Okay. I like the move, I've got to be honest. Oh, as 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 a move for the for the player and the team and the fit and everything like that, I am all aboard Todd Gurley as a running back for the Falcons. I mean, we saw a few years back what Devonta Freeman could do, and Todd Gurley is a is a better running back when he's fit than Devonta Freeman. And hopefully, the Falcons can sort out that offensive line and and get themselves sorted out and and be relevant for a few more games than last season. But as a move, yeah, Lee, I agree, massively good. I I'm not sure. I I think it's one of those that could be amazing. Um, it could be one of those that I think Dirk Cutter, if he's that injured, could break him. Um, but I also think that if he's not that injured, then he could be electric. I think it's all down to, but the, the one problem I have is fit. Dirk Cutter does not, he does not know how to, how to get running backs open and he doesn't know how to get running backs through the lanes. Um, we've seen in the last four years, we saw it with Doug Martin, we saw it with Peyton Barber, which, okay, everyone can sit there and, and go, like, Peyton Barber's not a, a great elite running back. But he had so many touches that he should have got 1,000 yards and didn't. I mean, I think he's the only player with, like, over 250 touches that didn't get 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Uh, and it's something weird like that that he did. Um, then you have Ronald Jones, who just wasn't used in any way. Um, and then when Arians came in, all of a sudden he actually looked like he could play football, which is weird. And then he had Devonta Freeman last year. And everyone thought Devonta Freeman, if he stayed fit, and I know he got injured towards the end, but he didn't look anywhere near the same guy. The one constant in all four of those players is Dirk Cutter. I'm not convinced Dirk Cutter runs a scheme that is suitable for running backs. And so you're going to put Todd Gurley there, who has arthritis and we don't know how much it affects him. I personally don't think it affects him as much as maybe... Uh, everyone thinks it is, but who knows? We'll, we'll know in eight weeks because Dirk Cutter will just run him into the ground um, and he'll either not be able to play anymore or he'll be on some form of management scheme like he was at the Rams and we'll know for sure how bad he is. So what, so what we're saying is if you do draft Todd Gurley and he has an electric first four weeks, get him on that block and trade him early because by the week eight, if he is being ramped, pounded into the ground, there's a good chance he'll be broken. It, it might not be. I mean, we don't know. The problem is we don't have conclusive medical reports or histories to say what he's going through. But I'm just worried, just from a scheme fit, that Dirk Cutter isn't going to run him in a way that's going to make him a brilliant fantasy asset. So as soon as he's gone to, as soon as he's gone now to Atlanta, he goes down probably two rounds for me, just based on that. Because it should be a good team. It should be a really good fit. But I'm not sold because I'm not sold on, on the coach um, and the OC there. And Dan Quinn's not going to override that. So, and also, who's, the, who's, who's running with him? Who have they got? Brian Hill? Zito Smith. Or the drafter guy. Well, I mean, he, yeah, but he's crocked. Yeah, so I don't know. I think <laughs> it's just a bit of a strange situation. I just don't, I don't want part of that Atlanta backfield, I think. I think I'll probably wash my hands of it unless I get a really great value. There you go, tip, wash your hands. 
<laughs> what a segue from start to finish. We've started with washing your hands and we're going to finish it with Rush Nation. That's the podcast, boys. That was the news. And as always, the three of us have... Uh... Lee, are you hand sanitizing your hands as we're on the podcast? Yeah, literally right now, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is just perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that was it. We did the news. It was an hour. As always, we got talking good stuff boys lee thanks very much for hopping on mate massively appreciate your time thanks for having me oh no you're welcome we will uh, we'll chat soon uh, rush nation murph will be back on thursday whose guest is cryptically a breath of fresh air let's see if you can work out who that is <laughs> i knew you would i knew you would but um if you're in the mock draft keep mocking and rush nation as always don't forget keep rushing HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.